This is Healthcare Strategies. This podcast was recorded remotely due to the coronavirus pandemic. As a result, the quality may be a little lower than our usual standards. We appreciate your patience as we practice social distancing. From all of us at Extelligent Healthcare Media, stay healthy, stay safe, and enjoy the latest episode of Healthcare Strategies. Hello, and welcome to Healthcare Strategies. I am Kelsey Waddell, editor of Healthpayer Intelligence. The Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, or AHRQ, defines patient experience as a range of interactions that patients have with the healthcare system, including their care from health plans and from doctors, nurses, and staff in hospitals, physician practices, and other facilities. How patients experience care may determine whether they trust their provider, adhere to treatments, and see improvements in their wellness and health outcomes overall. Thus, gauging and positively shaping patient experience are key aims for many healthcare organizations that can also present some major challenges. Joining us today to talk more about patient experience is my colleague, Emily Sokol, Director of Research here at Extelligent Healthcare Media. Insights, our research division, recently released a report about patient experience that explores the many barriers to improving patient experience, how organizations are developing their strategies to address these challenges, and how the coronavirus pandemic has influenced these movements within the industry. Emily, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thanks for having me, Phil. Just before we get into the actual content, Emily, I imagine that these results are applicable pretty broadly, but who specifically were you targeting? Yep. So the goal of our survey was to look at how provider organizations are optimizing patient experience, what strategies they're using to enable that, and what are the barriers to fully succeeding in their efforts. So we targeted our provider audience, which is pretty broad, but includes you know, primary care physician offices, specialty groups, ACOs, hospitals, health systems, urgent cares, sort of the list. And one of the things in the report that we do is we dive in and we break down the responses a little bit by respondent group. So we look at some responses specifically for hospitals and health systems and see how those answers might differ from the overall provider audience, as well as how it might differ from primary care physician groups or specialty physician groups that aren't necessarily affiliated with the health system. So I want to just kind of jump right in. Obviously, we want to be as unbiased in these reports as possible, but there are some expectations and hypotheses that we go into this with. So were there any results that were contrary to what you'd expected or perhaps even what our listeners would expect from a report about patient experience? Yeah, so I was pretty surprised. Patient experience is something that I think we read a lot about and we talk a lot about, but at least in the insights division, the research division of Excelligent, we haven't talked a ton about. So it was really interesting to dive in and talk with hospitals and health systems about how they were tackling patient experience, particularly because we fielded this in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. So we really wanted to look and see how the impact of the pandemic have either accelerated patient experience or decreased patient experience efforts. The report had three key takeaways, and I'll just sort of walk through each of those. So the first one was care coordination and patient engagement are at the center of patient experience. That I don't think is surprising to anyone, particularly in the uh, hybrid environment that we're in right now. Care coordination is absolutely essential, as well as engaging patients and getting them in to see care throughout the pandemic. So that's going to be, those are critical points in patient experience. 
The second takeaway was that uh, COVID-19 has actually accelerated patient experience efforts and promoted better coordination and focus on patient education. This one was a little bit surprising to me, may not be as surprising to our readership who are you know, on the front lines experiencing this firsthand, but the more I think about it, the more it makes sense throughout the pandemic, it was important to engage patients, bring them in, educate them about their potential for COVID-19 risks and engage them in the technologies. And that overall was reimagining how we think about patient experience because they weren't necessarily going into the hospitals, they were interacting with technologies. So it made sense in hindsight that COVID had accelerated patient experience efforts at a lot of places. The third takeaway, which was the real surprise to me and I think also to our readers was that, uh, was that stretched staff and limited finances were actually the limiting factor rather than technology. So I would imagine that uh, limitations in technology or broadband or access to things like telehealth services that we've leaned so heavily on in the past year would be limiting to a better patient experience. If provider organizations don't have these technologies, their patient experience is going to suffer because patients have less access to care. But what we actually found in the results was that staff and financial resources were the big limiting factors. And I think that that really speaks to a bigger need that we're seeing a lot now with some of the disparities in telehealth and tech tools that we really need staff and financial resources in, in order to bolster the use of these technologies. The industry has the resources, we have the technology to be doing these things, but we really need people who are gonna be able to educate our patients, help our patients and walk alongside some of our patients who might be having more challenges using technology than other, others or who may not even know that they have the access to this technology and, and these resources. Yeah, those those are some great points and I'm excited to dig into those a little bit more here. So what were some of the barriers that these organizations reported seeing when they were trying to improve patient experience? So like I had said before, I was initially hypothesizing that COVID-19 and the pandemic was gonna be a really big barrier, but what we found was only about 34% of respondents said that this is actually a true barrier to their patient experience efforts. Financial resources, were overwhelmingly the biggest barrier, according to 43% of our respondents. And what was really interesting to me, we also, I should mention, uh, in addition to fielding these surveys and the quantitative side of the research, we also complete qualitative follow-ups with some of our survey participants. And that's really to dive a little bit deeper into the survey findings and get behind some maybe wise best practices. And one of the quotes that I really liked during our qualitative follow-up with one of our survey participants is he said, some people have cell phones, some don't, some don't even have internet. We're dealing with a whole realm of people who are very tech savvy and some who aren't. And I think that that quote was really important in talking about the barriers because the financial resources that are limiting hospitals and health systems provider offices to enhance the patient experience is really encompassed in that quote. You need the financial ability and the financial resources in order to have a broad view of how to tackle these technical challenges and meet patients where they're at. So you may have resources that target the highest amount of technology and the, the most innovative features and tablets and, and tools. But if you don't have the resources to bring that technology to some people who may be in your more remote locations or may have uh, less broadband access and, and things like that, there's really going to be this barrier in an all-encompassing patient experience. Based on some of the responses, it seemed like actually most of the organizations that you're talking to already had been thinking about this and that this was, um, they already had some strategies in place to overcome those barriers and also to just improve their patient experience 
overall. So what were some of the key findings about the strategies that they were relying on? Yeah, so one of the really interesting findings to me is that care coordination was really, really central to organizations. It was the top among all responses and among hospitals specifically when we did a sub-analysis of just hospitals for saying that it was the resource that they were leaning on the heaviest in order to improve patient experience. And, you know, in a non-pandemic world, that makes a lot of sense. We've talked about care coordination a ton prior to the pandemic, but particularly during the pandemic in a hospital setting, you had less of that face-to-face interaction potentially with providers. You know, you could do coordination efforts because you were seeing your colleagues in the hall or you were walking by them or, you know, going into an appointment with them together. Whereas in a virtual world, that was more difficult. So It made sense that care coordination was really something that was key for organizations to be looking at. What was interesting, though, is that this looked a little bit different physician practices. So we compared physician practices, which were our primary individual private practices and specialty physicians, and we lumped them all together to be these physician practices. So it's basically non-affiliate provider offices. And what we found was key for them in a patient experience efforts was really focusing on provider communication and patient engagement. So their priorities inpatient experience were slightly different than hospitals. But again, you take a step back and think about that, that that makes sense. In a provider setting, you really want to get your patients in. And that's the first thing. And you want to make sure that those patients are understanding what their providers are saying and understanding steps that they need to take in order to improve their health. Whereas in a hospital setting, you almost neatly in the, the way that a hospital is structured have an easier way to coordinate care. So hospitals are going to prioritize that just by the nature of it. That makes sense. Yeah. And I I think a lot of times when we think about patient experience strategies and trying to reach out to patients or trying to um, either through patient engagement or through improving patient experience overall, we think a lot about technology and that's kind of where our brains, that's where my brain anyway goes first is um, the ways in which we are as a healthcare industry, improving the ways that we can utilize and lean into technological advancements in order to um, improve those interactions. So I know that's something that you also dove into with this report. We are not going to probably go too in-depth here uh, with all the different technologies that were used that are covered in the report, but at a bit of a more high-level view, how did you see technology playing a role in patient experience in these strategies that organizations were sharing with you? Yeah. So not to give away all of the secrets of the report, but we asked our survey respondents about a a slew of technology, patient intake kiosks, really the gamut of technology that you're seeing pretty frequently in the industry nowadays. But what was really surprising to me, we also asked our respondents what they were measuring for patient experience, what efforts they were focusing on. And that you know goes back to what I was saying before about care coordination, provider communication, things like that. But we also asked our respondents what they weren't measuring, but wish they were. And the overwhelming response in that area was satisfaction with technology. So we saw a lot of our provider organizations were leveraging technology, but they weren't asking their patients how they felt about the technology. And that to me screams a huge gap in understanding and really speaks to kind of the the overwhelming point I really want to drive home with our listeners is that you can have the latest and the greatest technology, but if you're not meeting your patients where they're at, or if your patients aren't satisfied with the technology or know how to use it, that's going to be a huge gap in care and it lead to a huge gap in, you know, things like your patient experience efforts and actually getting to what the patient needs. So I think measuring that satisfaction with technology is almost more important than the specific technology itself. Yeah. And I know that during the coronavirus pandemic, we've had to really, really emphasize these technologies 
whether we want to or not, and whether patients want to or not, to some extent. And it, it begs the question kind of how has COVID-19 factored into all of the changes that we've been seeing addressing patient experience? How much of that adaptation related to patient experience specifically will actually still be applicable once we have the pandemic under control. Yeah. So I want to backtrack a little bit mm-hmm. because I don't want it to seem like I'm blaming provider offices or, or provider groups for, for not measuring satisfaction with technology. I think I really wanted to drive that point home because we're entering a period now where we're starting to be in this weird like hybrid mix of healthcare with virtual and non-virtual. So I think as hospitals are sort of getting their feet on the ground again and really like COVID cases are hopefully declining and things are calming down as we start to think about future strategies, I think that's going to be really something that's important to measure. Obviously, nearly impossible to measure when COVID was at its peak and cases were at its peak and hospitals were overwhelmed, but something as we're really starting to intentionally strategize moving forward that I think will be essential. And then to actually answer your question, you know, a big thing that we wanted to see is how how has COVID impacted patient experience? And one of the biggest findings was that 76% of organizations said that COVID has impacted their patient experience. But positively, of those, 69% said that it was increasing their efforts, which makes sense that hospitals, health systems, provider groups needed to sort of reimagine what their patient experience looked like. You know, before the pandemic, we were looking at things like accessibility of parking and cleanliness of facilities and ease of access. Whereas in a telehealth-based world that we have found ourselves in during, you know, peak lockdowns and shutdowns, accessibility is still incredibly important, but accessibility looks different. It's not, is it close to a bus stop or a train stop or, you know, for us in Boston, a T station, it's more of, do our patients have access to the technology? Do they know how to use the technology? So it was pretty reassuring for me to see that result that patient experience efforts have have increased because I think that really speaks to an awareness of the industry of understanding that we need to start meeting patients where they're at. Another interesting finding that we had asked, you know, so we asked sort of a series of questions. Has COVID impacted your patient experience efforts? Has it increased or decreased? And then in what areas has it increased or decreased? And a really interesting finding to me was that care coordination, when we asked specifically what areas of patient experience have increased or decreased, was the overwhelming response for both respondent groups. So those who said that their efforts had increased said that care coordination had increased the most. And those who said their efforts had decreased said care coordination had decreased the most. And that, I think, speaks to the importance of care coordination now and moving forward. We've talked a lot about needing to reimagine what care coordination efforts look like in a virtual world when you don't have that face-to-face provider interaction necessarily. But moving forward, it's predicted that we're about to see a lot of delayed care because of the, the pandemic, a lot of delayed diagnoses that coordination efforts are going to be really critically important. And I think this particular data point speaks to when efforts are enhanced, it's the first thing we focus on. And when efforts are declined, it's the first thing to go because of how resource intensive it is, which doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It actually means that it's an incredibly important thing and might be an area where we really, really need to spend our time focusing on care coordination moving forward, particularly in light of you know, the upcoming delayed screenings, delayed diagnoses that it's predicted that we're going to see in light of the pandemic. Yeah, I think that this report couldn't have been better timed. I mean, we're in that shift space where organizations need to be thinking about this now. And as, as you said earlier, you know, this might not have been something that they've had the bandwidth to work with earlier, but now is the time to really dive in and reassess 
Great. Well, so I hope, I assume that a lot of our listeners are now dying to actually read this thing. (laughs) So if they want to learn more about patient experience, including technology usage, COVID's impact and improved patient experience. Yep. So this report and all of our insights reports are available on our website at excelligentmedia.com slash insights. I'll also put out a little teaser and sort of a shameless plug that we have upcoming reports that specifically dive into telehealth use and growth throughout the pandemic and strategies and best practices for uh, evolving and optimizing a telehealth program, as well as transforming senior care, because that's an area specifically of care that's really changed during the pandemic. And I think particularly, and we've been talking about those patients who might have more difficulty using technology, the senior population always gets the bad rep of not necessarily being good with technology. So we dive in with senior care providers about, you know, sort of the myths about senior care and leveraging technology to help with senior care. And then the last report that we have coming up as well in the docket right now is choosing the right alternate payment model. So, you know, right back to our bread and butter of focusing on value-based care, we're going to dive in with providers to look at what strategies and sort of their thinking through as they're diving into a value-based care world, how do they decide what are the best models for their organization, what factors are important to that decision, and who really are the ultimate decision makers. Excellent. Thank you so much, Emily, for coming on today and uh, for sharing your insights. Thanks for having me. And thank you for the fun. (laughs) Listeners, we'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode. Feel free to reach out to us at podcasts at intelligentmedia.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at intelligentmedia.com to share your thoughts. You can also use that email to let us know if there are any health industry related questions or stories you would like us to consider covering. And if you liked this episode and it sparked some thoughts for you, please head over to Apple and give us a few stars and a positive review. Thank you for listening. This has been an Extelligent Healthcare Media production.